If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. It's almost like it's a blood in, blood out oath. Carrie Champion, who you know from hosting ESPN Sports Center, First Take, the Sports Illustrated Awards, and her own podcast, Naked, grew up a diehard fan of her hometown team, the Los Angeles Lakers. It was Carrie's grandma who got her hooked on the Lakers. Granny played basketball herself back in the day. And after her family moved from the South to L.A., she took the bus to the fabulous Forum whenever she could to see the Showtime Lakers of the 80s. You know, Magic, Kareem, James Worthy, and Michael Cooper. Just like her granny, Carrie will always bet on her beloved Lakers. When the LeBron-led Lakers beat the Heat in the 2020 NBA Finals, Carrie settled a hilarious bet with retired Heat star Dwayne Wade, who got a purple L sprayed on the back of his head. She was hyped to take the W. I'm LaChina Robinson. Those sweet, funky sounds you hear are the Budos Band. And this is Huge Fan, the podcast where stars talk sports. Now, please welcome Carrie Champion, Los Angeles Lakers Huge Fan. Carrie, thank you so much for joining us on the Huge Fan Podcast. Let's start with the beginning for you, Carrie. Take us back, because I know your grandmother was a huge basketball fan, a big Lakers fan. How did she influence your fandom? So here is the story of my Laker love. I honestly don't know any other way. And I thank you for even having me on your podcast, first of all. I'm so honored. So thank you for having me. It's our honor. Um, but So I... Um, probably forever, as long as I can remember. I'm born and raised in LA. There are very few people who can honestly say that. That 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 has everything to do with my personality and how I live. So I think um, if you're not from LA, I, I, I am an acquired taste. So we grew up loving basketball. My grandmother played basketball in the segregated South. She's from Magnolia, Arkansas. And she played basketball in the South. Like she is now 89 years old, but she played basketball and she loved basketball. Her mother, my great-grandmother who passed away, moved to LA probably in the 40s. And my grandmother came shortly thereafter. 
um, because she was like 19 and she thought she was gonna go to secretary school. Um, my math might be off, but I'm giving you just the, the idea. So she came here, loved basketball. Lakers weren't a big deal, obviously, um, at the time, you know, cause they were in Minneapolis. Uh, so she decided that she would love basketball here as a professional sport because there were no women playing, as you well know, no WNBA then. Um, and she would just go to the game. She remembers little games around town she would go to. She loved it. Not Lakers, just little games around town where she could see people play basketball. She was just a hardcore fan. I come along when I'm born, there is the Lakers and there's the Clippers. So by the time I'm probably six or seven years old, my grandmother can't drive. Um, and she used to want to go to Clippers games because that's what we could afford. And I was the only one willing to catch the bus with her. So as a kid, six or seven years old, I would catch the bus with my grandmother to these games. I really didn't know what was going on, but I would just we'd sit in nosebleeds and she'd talk me through it and she'd get really excited. And the, the big thing was when the Lakers and Clippers played and she talked me through it. And she was just happy, happy, happy. And um, I remember one day coming home and she had gotten an autograph of Michael Cooper at the time. And she had took a picture of my mother out of a frame and put Michael Cooper the autograph photo of Michael Cooper in the frame. She took her daughter out of the frame and put Michael Cooper in the frame. Now, when you're a kid, you don't know what that means. I'm like, who's this man? You know, she's explaining it to me and he signed it. So from that moment on, she had to get the starting, all the starters, right, of the Lakers. That would be Magic Johnson, Michael Cooper, um, uh, gosh, Byron Scott, um, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. And so she was very much on uh, AC Green. She was very much on this 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 tour of LA, wherever they pop. Back then, you could pop up anywhere and do a signing, and it wouldn't be crazy. You like nowadays, LeBron can't pop up and do a signing at a local mall. Like no. that's impossible, right? Right. But back then, you could. Um, and I remember she got all of the all of their photos and promptly removed all of her children and grandchildren out of the frames. And and that's when I knew that this was serious. And I would get excited when she would get excited. Like the Boston Lakers rivalry was all I remember, right? Mm -hmm. Celtics Lakers, that's all we ever watched. I remember being in the living room and she'd jump up and get excited. So I jump up and get excited. Now, I, all I knew it was serious. It was, and the entire living apartments, the entire apartment building would be rocking. Like everybody was excited. It was the finals. And so if they loud, we loud. It was like, a, it was literally like a block party when the Lakers used to win. Hence my fandom. So that's how I grew up, right? Because the Lakers were so dominant in the 80s. Then they had their season in the 90s. And then obviously 2000s, we love Kobe. Thank you for giving us what you gave us. May you rest in peace. But I carried the torch, right? I literally carried the torch from being hardcore like my grandmother, you know, and because my mother didn't really love basketball. And I knew so much about the game. And we had been to so many games as, I mean, fans, like, catch the bus, sit in the nosebleeds, talk to me, talk trash, like you name it, that's what we did. Um, but I was the only, I was her rider. Nobody wanted to do it. No one wanted to go with her. And so that's where it began. So no one else in the family was really a Lakers fan? They were, but not like my grandmother or me. Like okay. I was, I was, she wouldn't dare say this, but I was her favorite because I, I was her ride or die. Like you get, we used to get our t-shirts together. We went down to swap meet to get our, our back to back to back t-shirts, the parades that used to go down Martin Luther King Boulevard off of Crenshaw at the Crenshaw Mall. We was there like waving at the floats, like when the Lakers won, you know, it was like, no one was doing that with her because it's work to be a fan, right? You can't just be a fan on TV. You got to go show up. And we showed up. 
What's so interesting about that story, and actually we've had this happen a few times with our huge fan podcast, is we've had several guests that have said their fandom started with their mother or their grandmother or the woman of the family, right? And you and I both know that that's not the common story. Like it's usually, oh, my dad took me out into the driveway and taught me how to shoot. And because pre-Title IX, women didn't even have the opportunity to play sport. Like the fact that your grandmother played is like almost unheard of. Unheard of, but it was a little league, right? She wasn't, she wasn't like, it wasn't legit. If, right. if you know what I mean, right? 100%. It was just like, you do this. I know you understand it. I know you like it. Come over and play. It's a group of colored girls. Back in the day, they used to use the word colored mm-hmm. that played together. It was segregated and they enjoyed each other and they had fun. They loved the sport. You know, it started off just, a, you know, and so it was weird that my grandmother liked basketball in segregated Arkansas. I always asked her where they come from. She was because she was tall. You know, mm. she was tall. Because you're pretty tall. Did you ever try to play? Did you ever think about basketball? What have you, like 5'10"? I tried to play basketball. So my, my high school experience, my junior high and high school experience, I went to schools that back in the day, and now it's so stupid, which is when you think about the education system now, I went to school on a permit. So I grew, I grew, I lived in LA, but we moved to Pasadena. So I went to a school on a permit, which was a better school, mm-hmm. quote unquote, right? The school that was by my house, Right. My school by my house didn't uh, wasn't, quote unquote, the good school. So I went to Pasadena High School. Um, and when you're on permit, you're not allowed to play sports. But at the time, it wasn't such a big deal to me because I was like, oh, I'm in the better school education. That was the thing that my mother always pressed. And then now they don't have that. It's, it's, it was mm-hmm. it's stupid. It's ridiculous. But it's put in place to create what they think is a fair system. So if I'm on permit and I'm trying to play sports, but I really supposed to go to John Muir or Blair, which are the other high schools, it wouldn't be fair to take my talent to PHS. Right. People cheat all the time. But my mother wasn't right. hip on the cheating. She should have known like she could have worked it out for me. But my mother would do that. <laughs> she was by the rules. And so I did stats. Well, and it just takes away the sport. It, it takes away an opportunity, right? Like just you have to choose between getting a better education and having, you know, going to a better school and playing sport. Like you're correct. How unfair. It's not fair at all. And I had one year where they denied my permit and I ended up going to the school that I was supposed to go to that was quote unquote in my district, but way further away from me. It was really, it was such a bad, I mean, we know the education system is a mess period, yes, right? We yes, we could go all day on that. We could go all day on that, right. But these are one of the things that they had in place that they had to fix, but I ended up doing stats. So I wanted to be on the basketball team so badly. All I did was just play, I did the stats. So like I had the letter jacket, letterman jacket that they had got us. They were starter jackets. that had our names on it. It said Bulldogs and it was Carrie. I was just so excited to be a part of the cool kids. All my friends play basketball. I was truly a basketball groupie, um, but I couldn't play, but I was a groupie. Like whatever it took for me to hang out with them and be with them, that's what I did. But what I love, first of all, about your fandom is you got it from the mud, right? Like who does stats? <laughs> but no, you but- know what? You avoided becoming the team manager. You, do, you avoided the ball girl story. You avoided the water girl. You didn't have to be a cheerleader. Like you did stats. Like that is the most like high level way of jumping yeah. on the sports bandwagon. If I've ever heard it, like no one ever says I did stats. A lot of respect for that. Yeah, nerd. I was, I, I was a nerd, full on nerd. And it was fine. Bubble here, color in here, two points here, one point there, one foul. Sometimes I'm paying attention, sometimes I'm not. 
I can tell you, I can tell you, Coach was really clearly my friend. He just, like, he knew I wanted to be around. He knew I wasn't no good. Like, so he let me hang out. And you get good seats. You're, like, right at the table with all the important people. I'm oh, no, I'm like, I'm, I was in the cut. <laughs> I had a full view of the world. <laughs> that is great. What a great story. What I learned about your grandmother through the order of these framed Laker player photos is that she loves defense because she started with Michael Cooper, right? So I like that. I I definitely respect that. For Mm -hmm. you, who were the players that you first became like big fans of? Like who was your first Laker? Like, this is my player, live or die LA. Like who was that for you? There were two. This is so random. There were two. Obviously magic. Like just, Mm -hmm. you know, I actually... I actually, um, graduating from high school, applied to Michigan State because I remember Magic had went to Michigan State. Like, isn't that crazy? Oh, wow. So you and Jamel could have ended up <laughs> like this a lot earlier. We would have been roommates or we would have hated each other. And I'm glad that we met when we met because one of the other would have probably happened. And so I was like, I'm glad that we met later in life. It was so weird too. Um, but no, and I didn't go, obviously. I went to UCLA because my mother said I couldn't go out of the state. I applied, but she's like, you can't go out of state. Stay home. Um, it was Magic and it was A.C. Green. And randomly, it was A.C. Green because A.C. Green did an event. He was signing autographs at my mom's job. And I remember my mother knew that this was going to be a big deal for my grandmother. And my grandmother came and sat all day next to him while he signed autographs. And I watched how much joy that brought her. So I literally, he was such a nice man. He still is a nice man, right? And he was such a nice man. I remember trying to tell him this story and he was just looking at me like, girl, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I remember just telling him that story and how he made her day. He literally made her day. And so, uh, year if not. And so he was Aww. always my favorite because he was always so kind. Um, remember in the storyline around AC was like, because everyone thought he was a virgin or absent. And I remember as a child listening to my mother talk about whether or not he was a virgin. And I was like, why is that important? Yes, Leave the I man alone. That. He's nice. Yes. He's signing autographs. Granny love him. She's smiling from ear to ear. Right. Leave AC alone. That's my guy. Who cares? He can do whatever he wants to do. <laughs> there are these, these moments in life yeah. where I've seen pure joy in her face. And most of those moments are centered around meeting a Laker or Lakers winning. Like, I'm not kidding you. Like, I, when I see this pure joy in her face and happiness, they really were surrounded around, the, the, the memories are surrounded about meeting Lakers. The time I had her talk to Magic on the phone, when I tell you I have never seen this lady be nervous because she's just such a, um, a, a pillar of strength and so cool and comfortable, but I put her on the phone with Magic and she was nervous. What? I've never seen my grandmother nervous ever, like in life. She's too cool for school. And I was, I was like, I was like, like you've you've survived you survived the South, the segregated South. You've worked, you've hustled, you've you've lived this life that I can only imagine. You know, you've seen so much, and I've never seen you nervous. And she was on the phone, not even it wasn't FaceTime, it was a phone conversation with Magic. And she was so nervous. And then she went from nervous to flirting. Mm. I was like, see where I get it? <laughs> Yeah, I think I remember you talking about that. Um, and I was surprised that you thought your grandmother was flirting. Like, was it obvious? No, she was just like, okay, tell me if this is flirting. She's all like, um, 
do you remember meeting me during the dream team years? And I was so cute because he, I hear him on the phone laughing because he's like, he's like, no, no, I don't remember meeting you. She was like, well, it was around the time he was giving out them good old hugs. And I was like, wait, oh, what, wait, what? what? Yeah, that took a turn. <laughs> I was like, we need a timeout. What, what do you? And it was so uncomfortable for me. And then he just fell out laughing. He thought it was hilarious. He was he thought it was funny. He was being, he would always say like on air or whenever I would interview him, tell your grandma I said hi, tell your grandma I said hi. It was the cutest thing ever. It was just, it made her life. It made her life. That is so sweet. And most people like, you know, they love magic or they love Kobe, but that AC Green story, that really speaks to the heart of fandom, right? Because it's not always going to be the player that scores the most points or the one that's on all the marketing. Like there could be just one single moment mm -hmm. that, really changes the course of how you develop that fandom or whatever player you choose to, to really follow with any given team. That's how I always say to college athletes, I'm like, just because you're not the player that's getting the most minutes doesn't mean you're not someone's on someone's wall in their room and you know, that you're not a role model. Like it's just, you just never know with sport, how those relationships develop. Now uh, I have to ask you about Staples Center because well, what is now crypto.com. Um, how, how are you feeling about that? By the way, Carrie, are you, well, I thought it was a joke. Somebody sent me the, cause I hadn't seen it. And I was like, what? I was like, that's so, it was my, well, my first thing was my post was WTF. Like, I don't, what, what do you mean? But here's the deal. This is the world we live in and you got to make money. And I understand it's all about dollars and I understand it's about marketing, but it, it, it doesn't have any, any, um, I don't know, energy to it in the sense of like, I'm not, I'm not hyped to be like, Hey, meet me at the crypto center. You know what I mean? Like it's, it feels very odd. It also feels temporary to me. It feels like, it feels like crypto is such a, I, you know, and I'm one of these people, yes, I'm going to invest in all sorts, but I don't know how long that's really going to last. Like I'm still waiting for it not to last kind of like how clubhouse didn't pop. Like everyone thought it was going to pop. You know what I mean? One thing I say about the Staples Center, just in general. Now, I'm not saying it's the Mecca, like it's not Madison Square Garden, but let's face it, like it's yes. as iconic of a venue as you will find in basketball anywhere. When you enjoy games at Staples Center, because you've been to a lot of different arenas, like what's different about the environment there? And do you remember your first trip to the Staples Center? That's a great question. Okay, so I, okay. As somebody who's born and raised in LA, I will tell you, uh, the Staples Center is iconic. It's iconic also too because it's a lot of concerts are held there as well. People go to their first concerts. There. A lot of people have, have seen Beyonce or whomever they love there. Or award shows have been there. For for someone who is a diehard Laker fan, the the arena that holds the most um, je ne sais quoi, if you will, the most uh, the most regal arena is the Forum, the Great Western Forum. Mm. Um, now, everybody hasn't been able to go there and see the Lakers play, obviously, because you, you have to be here in the, you know, the, the, the early 90s, late 80s, you yep. know, before the really be hardcore. But the, the Great Western Forum to me, and this is even before my time, has such um, an iconic uh, presence in the sense that it's still there, right? Mm -hmm. you, I went to SoFi the other day and people were parking there. So you can, you can drive past it and it says great Western form. Now, mind you, it's not beautiful. It's not, it's not done up. It's not even used. I think sometimes it's used for concerts, but what would happen underneath the form at the form club is the stories of legends, right? 
So mm. I was young enough to go there once, but not understand what it really meant. Right. And then, you know, randomly, my, my church for a while had church services there. So I would go there then. But the, the, the truth of the matter is, is that's really what um, is the legacy that Staples Center has in the sense that it was transferred over to Staples when, when the Lakers left the form. Yes. Um, and as, as a result, when you go there and you see all the banners and you, and you feel its presence and you go to, you kind of sit and you think, wow, this is amazing. I was there for so many great moments. You asked me what I remember the most or what I remember first. I don't remember the first, but what I remember the most is watching Kobe retire there and score his mm. 60 points, 60 plus points there. And I thought to myself, this is something special. Yeah. Like it just felt special. If you look, you looked around and anybody who ever had loved the Lakers since they were a kid or loved Kobe since they were a kid or had any kind of Kobe connection was there. Watching him with his family, watching Shaq look over and kind of feel away, watching Snoop lose his mind, watching Kanye walk over. Um, like there was just so much going on. And I just remember thinking, this is crazy. Let me focus on what's happening. And then he just, and Kobe felt it, of course, obviously, but it was special. To me, that was one of the most special moments in Staples Center. Uh, my first, I probably can't remember because I'm going to, the media girl in me may take that for granted, right? But I do know there are times in which I have been there and I have been, oh, when LeBron came and everyone was like, we're gonna win, we got LeBron. Oh, and Kawhi was, this was recently, mm -hmm. Kawhi went to the Clippers. And so when they had their very first face off, I think it was Christmas Eve, Chris, around that time, I was there. And we lost and it was horrible. And everyone kept saying, this is it. The Lakers are washed. This is the Clippers town, this, that, and the third. But this is when I knew I couldn't show up to too many games in person because it was just a bad luck. <laughs> well, I mean, your tweeting brings us inside of those moments. So I can't even imagine what's actually happening courtside. Well, and to me, that's the thing about Staples Center is like, if you got courtside seats, would you've been courtside? I'm like, listen, you got to be somebody, somebody, somebody <laughs> to be watching the game up that close. And I feel like you are like on the free throw line. I'm like, Carrie is, is in there. But yeah, Pat Beverly is, I mean, he's, He's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. And speaking of some of those moments, like what what heartbreaking loss is it? Mm. Was it that Clippers may be better than the Lakers moment? Or like what was it? What loss is it that sticks with you? Or in, in what win sticks with you over time as a Lakers fan? The the loss, the, you know what? As of late, I, I felt like I just knew, okay, this sounds so weird. So if you live in L.A., you believe that the Lakers um, are like you, honestly, you're a Clippers fan by default or because you just want to be a contrarian. There are very few born and bred Clippers fans because you can't live here without knowing the legacy of being a Laker. They're always winning. They're always in the conversations. We are the most, we are the most um, grateful, ungrateful fan base. We're like, well, we're not, we're not in it. We're not in it this year. We didn't win it this year. We didn't win it. Do you remember the value that Kobe gave to Shaq? It was Western Conference Finals 2000 and it was, Blazers Lakers and that was when I felt like they fell in love that was it you were right and so I in my mind it was and in my mind it was over we were never gonna win again but that was one of my favorite wins ever um and I used to always talk about how I jumped around the house sweating in my room it was like what is wrong with you you don't even know these people so dramatic and um we ended up winning and I thought to myself and I used to love Shaq before because you know there was battles right Shaq was my dude Kobe was number two Shaq was my guy like I loved him at LSU Shaq was my guy 
I was going to marry him. I was going to have his babies. And my mom was like, no, you're not because he's ugly. <laughs> that's what my that's what my mother said about Patrick Ewing. I was obsessed with Patrick Ewing. Why? Wait, wait. Yes, I was obsessed with Patrick Ewing. And it was all about his looks. And I was like, y'all are so shallow. This has nothing to do with how he looks. Like, the man is amazing. So sorry. We have that. And then after that, it went all downhill because remember we had the big breakup. But I was always team. I was always team Shaq. Believe it or not, this is so weird. I was always team Shaq for a long, long time. I didn't even know him, but I was just team Shaq because he was goofy and funny, and he and he rapped, and he had that at movies. And I was just like, he's great. He's amazing. And then you know, then and then I heard Kobe wanted to leave, and everyone was. By the way, it wasn't just me. The city. For perspective, if you did an impromptu poll, was Team Shaq. Like, everyone was upset. But thank God, Dr. Buss saw the vision and was like, we gotta let you go. This is gonna be the, this is the franchise. Yeah. And then of course, as you all know, may he rest in peace, he was, right? He absolutely was. But what a terrifying moment. And when you go through that in life, right, where it looks like it's a loss, like this is Shaq. Like, if he goes away, what are we gonna do? Like, this is, it's over, it's doom. And it's kind of how the way life happens is, you know, things change and you're like, this is, this is it. Like, how am I ever going to recover from this? Look what happened. Like it worked out the way it was supposed to. You know, that's, this is another example of leadership. Here's, people say what they want about the Lakers and they talk about the fan base, but Dr. Buss was a visionary and he was really smart and his IQ was through the roof and he knew what it was. Like he, and they respected him enough to, to understand there, all that stuff that had gone down after he passed away makes sense, right? It's like watching one of these, like, like watching Succession and everybody's trying to fight for the power. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, and everybody wanted the power, but this man knew what it was. And I and I always respected that because, you know, high side is 2020 and you see what's happened since. This is game day about this rebuild because I don't think people are feeling good about where the team is. This Russell Westbrook coming home, you know, you got Melo in the mix. You got a lot of things happening. Like what, what needs to be fixed? Is, is LeBron aging? All of these things are being put, put out there. Do you need a new coach? Like what has to happen? Kate? I don't. 
talk bad about the Lakers ever. You know that. And it's almost like it's a blood in, blood out oath I've taken with myself. And during the off season and everybody was saying Palinka's this and Palinka's that and he's so great and aren't you happy with the, the moves he made? I said to a lot of people, even some people on the team, I said, I've seen this movie before and it don't look good. Not publicly, but I just said it privately. That's why, I don't know if you noticed, I wasn't like, oh, I'm pumped. Look at this roster. I've never, I didn't say, I was, I've been really quiet um, when it comes to criticizing them, but I've seen this movie before. And you know what I'm talking about with Gary and Carmelone and what it was supposed to be. And I just didn't feel good about the lineup. Now, I will admit I've been wrong about certain players. But when Russell, and by the way, I did grow I, when I tell you the tickets I had a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting right next to Russ. I was talking about courtside. I was bench side. I could hear Fisdale giving them calling orders. I almost tripped Vogel with my long feet hanging out. I was like, ooh, this is too much. I was like, this is too much for me. <laughs> oh, I saw it. I saw it on Twitter. I was like, where is Carrie on the free throw line right now? Is she shooting free throws? <laughs> I was like, this is too much for me. And Fisdale was like, don't get kicked out. Tell us what to do. I was like, you're right. I'm going to chill. You're right. And then Russ was sitting right next to me, and I almost tripped him. And he turned around. He goes, my bad. I'm sorry. I was like, ah! Former Bruin. I want to respect. I, I do respect them. But I will say, I just didn't think Russ yeah. fit. I know this is hard. I, God, it's so hard to say this. I'm giving you this exclusively. I just didn't think <laughs> I just, I didn't think he fit. Not that I don't think Russ is great. Not that he, at one point, he was one of my favorite players. I remember name drop coming, talking to Michael Jordan, name drop coming and him saying at the time, this was at the All-Star game in Toronto, saying my favorite player to watch. This is MJ. He's like, my favorite player to watch. Well, I'd pay money, money out of my own pocket is, is Russell Westbrook. He fights so hard. He wants every point. He's such a competitor. His, competitor, his He's a dog, his athleticism is off the charts, blah, 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 blah. And I remember saying, because I did feel that same way. Like he had this energy, you just love being around him. And I don't know what happened. We're literally watching it right now. And, and I'm not saying he's not great or he's not a good player, but I felt like it just wasn't gonna work because of the type of player. So now I'm watching them and I'm courtside, literally at the free throw line, as mentioned, and I'm like, he holds on to the ball too long. They can't get back on offense when the especially now LeBron's back. But they like it took them forever to set up offense. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, and it was like all these shot clock violations unnecessarily. Take what is going? I'm just like, yo, like, and I'm seeing it. But you just and then when you watch it up close, it's a whole other thing. Now I know they're taking their time and trying to figure it out. Vogel's yelling to his 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 videographer what they need to go over, and I'm like, wait, this name to him. Like, are you even paying attention to him? I see Fizzle doing most of the talking, you know? And I'm just like, yo, we in trouble. But I will say this. I always think, and I'm not just saying this because LeBron is on my team. I always think you have a shot. You got you the got team, LeBron. period. Period, end of story. Going back to this, Carrie is taking a break. I have not felt that one bit. In fact, next month, you're co-hosting the Sports Illustrated Awards with DJ Khaled. I cannot wait. Um, how have you been preparing for that? And like, what are you looking forward to most in, in that experience? Uh, you know what? This is the first time I have to admit that I am a little nervous about hosting anything. I normally don't get nervous. I'm nervous. I'm nervous because two things are happening, right? 
like DJ Khaled is clearly the name and they're doing a different approach because this is, it's back in person. I did it the year before, but it was virtual and there were several hosts. So last year when we did it around Christmas time, it was um, Lindsey Vaughn, Chad Ochocinco, um, Richard Jefferson was the co-host. Um, so it was us four sitting there and I remember LeBron winning the Sportsman of the Year award and LeBron and, and everybody was talking smack and Chad Ochocinco was like, but my heat gonna do this. He said, let me tell all y'all who's sitting up there. He was like, Richard, I got you a chip. You're welcome. Carrie, I bought your Lakers a chip. You're welcome. He was like, and Chad, I got your heat a chip too. All y'all need to chill out, okay? He, he clowned all of us, all of us. <laughs> That was like, I was like, oh, what a G moment. I love it though. I'm here for it. But I remember hosting and thinking, oh, I wasn't doing too much heavy lifting because there's a lot of people there. But I know now that it'll be a big deal with DJ Khaled because he is, he, you know, they're going to have him do his thing, if you will. And I think most of the heavy lifting in terms of keeping the, keeping everyone straight, reading the script, getting us back on track, doing all that will rely on me. So I'm a little nervous because of the attention that it'll bring. But I mean, I always rise to the occasion. I Look, but I, I'm feeling a little pressure. I'm feeling a little pressure because... Carrie, when you said DJ Khaled is the name, I'm like, Carrie Champion is the name, okay? You... You crush everything you do. You crush everything you do. I mean, you're so versatile. You haven't even scratched the surface, Carrie, okay? I'm just ready for you to win your first Oscar because I think you would be an outstanding actress on top of everything else you've done. Like, you're going to kill it. And I can't wait. DJ Khaled's going to be like, when can we do this again? I love you for that. I love you. Not for nothing. I'm going to take a moment just to give you all the love that you deserve. You've been on the WNBA, making sure everybody knew it was winning. And when everybody got hot on it this year, because I feel like this year they was riding, right? You owned the platform in the most elegant of ways. And I was like, that's what that is. Put your head down and get my shine when I'm going to get my shine. And that's what you deserve. And that's what you got. So while we're giving out compliments and flowers, I'm definitely letting you know I see you. You deserve all the shine. I know the WNBA and NBA period, but the WNBA is going to blow up from this point on. I know ESPN's investing, and I just love to see you rise with it. Well, thank I love you it so much. And I wish if we had more time, we would get into the um, LA Spark side of the house because you're also a Sparks <laughs> fan and been courtside there. As you know, Carrie, when there's a league of 80% black women, we got to ride for each other. So I had no problem jumping on that WNBA wagon and still going to ride it into the sunset because when the WNBA does well, there's visibility for all of us. So it, it's definitely something. You're doing an amazing job and you are definitely the voice and, and the person that we listen to. And I'm, oh, I'm grateful to watch it. Thank you. thank you for building me up and getting me ready for my award show. Um, because I got to learn, cause you know, I got to talk to Tom Brady. I got Billie Jean King. I'm like, Armpits are wet. That's nothing for Carrie Champion. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. 
Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Listen, the work you've done, I'm not even, like, you haven't said anything to me that I feel like I haven't already seen from you. You've already done this. So um, count it all. It's a victory. Welcome to Crunch Time. Before we go, we have to finish with our Crunch Time questions. So it's rapid fire. I'm going to ask you some really quick questions. You give me the first answer that comes to your mind, okay? Yeah, yeah. Greatest Laker of all time. Kobe Bryant. Best uniform color. White, gold, purple, or the City Edition. Gold. Favorite rival team to defeat? Clippers. If you could trade for one player right now, what player would you want to add to the Lakers roster at this moment? John Morant. One word to describe your Lakers fandom? Ridiculousness. (laughs) (laughs) That's accurate. It's it's not logical. It's ridiculous. I was going to say obsessive, but I'm not that obsessive. I was thinking obsessive. You can't talk logic to a crazy person. And when you're talking niggers, I'm crazy. So you can't give me anything logical. I, I'm aware. But you made a lot of sense. And I can't wait till these hot takes get out on Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> you said a lot of things, Carrie. Hey, what we're talking about with all these things you're doing, add GM to, to the list of things that Carrie Champion could possibly do in the future. Oh, listen, I'd be in like real talk. I'd be in Jeannie's DMs. Like, so whenever you want to talk, like she just, and she just hits me with a, a heart or a smiley emoji, but she'd be like, I don't, what do you, lady, <laughs> go away. <laughs> right. Well, you're like, fine. I'll take them back to Twitter. <laughs> that's how we want to handle this. <laughs> Going back to Twitter. Thank you so much, Carrie. This has been so much fun with you. I could have gone a million different ways with this me conversation, too. but you're such a light and I love your story. And we will have to do this again for the Sparks next time. It just gives us an excuse to jump back on. This is a great concept. I think it's beautiful and it's smart. And if you talk to people who really love their teams, it's beautiful. Like, that's so smart. You just is beautiful. Thank you. You can find Huge Fan on Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you like the show, please rate, review, and share so other huge fans can find us. And don't forget to follow the show or subscribe in your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode. That'll do it for this round of Huge Fan, the podcast where stars talk sports. I'm LaChina Robinson. Until next time, keep rooting your guts out. Go Budos Band! At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. 
Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.